In other news, it appears that Marsh Haven is on the up as those good eggs over at MondoCore have done it again by announcing an 150 new jobs once they open the doors to the Phoenix Plaza. Various boutiques and offices, the plaza boasts a new exhibition space, famous Pete Mummy, and a much-needed cash injection into local secondary school, Anna Kingsford College. Hello. Look, if you can hear this, then maybe all is not lost. Marsh Haven is not the place that you think it is. It has secrets, and there doesn't seem to be a sane adult in a hundred miles of the place who wants to know. Look, just spread the word. The kids are doing the best they can, but the country needs to know. The world needs to know that... Brits on Bikes is an actual play podcast powered by the Kids on Bikes RPG. Listen on your preferred podcatcher and follow us on Twitter at Brits underscore bikes. Keep on biking. players where theatrical people play role-playing games. Uh, my name's Matt, I'm your compere for this season, uh, and also around the table we have Ellen. Hello. Uh, we have Natalie. Hello. Uh, we have Strat. Hello. And focus of today's episode, uh, welcome back Helen. Hi. Helen, you've only done one season with us, so people won't have heard your voice for quite some time. No. Um, hi everyone. <laughs> uh, you want to remind us uh, which season people might remember you from? So I was in a town called Amnesty. Um, I was Helen Stetson and yeah, I just was a general badass. <laughs> yeah, um, you were. Yeah. Robbed the bank. Not in the thing, but... Knew everybody's secrets. Knew everyone's secrets. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, was cool. Yeah, yeah. you and Ellie made quite the dream team on yeah. that one. Ellie, Ellie definitely <laughs> talked a lot about uh, about that story and, and her partnership with you uh, in her backstage episode for oh, this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yep, the dynamic duo with your grenades. <laughs> so good. Under skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so, cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, cheese, yeah. <laughs> uh, so because you've only got one character sheet and uh, this season is all about switching between different versions of yourself, we're going to give you another one. Um, because you actually, technically, even though you weren't physically around the table, you do appear in one of our other seasons. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Richard Stratton over here, um, who brought you into Codename Mosaic in a kind of epilogue. Yeah, well, Poppins Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> so she was there in the... Came and got me, and then a bit extra in the prologue, which I kind of left with some... <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> thinking of that prologue now, I'm like, oh no, are we making a baddie? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. Yeah, um, it's funny, when you brought in the Poppins Protocol, I, when I heard it for the first time, it made me cry. It was a strange thing <laughs> to have been, by choice, brought in by you when I wasn't there. It was nice. Oh, um, like it. But yeah, it's interesting to look more at who that person is. 
yeah. considering they were created without my knowledge. <laughs> yes, you get to take some control over that now. Mm. So we have a Codename Mosaic classic character sheet uh, for you, uh, which we're going to fill in now so that you've got that choice uh, when we get into the game. So one thing that you're going to need is a code name. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about that at all? Or shall we do that last so that there's a bit of time? We could use banks, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Should we go with that? Okay. Yeah, well, let's pencil it in. And if you think of something else later, then that can go in instead. And then uh, we get a classic Melee Role Players uh, stat selection process now. So the four stats for Codename Mosaic were subtle, suave, <laughs> smart, and blunt. So suave is uh, how charismatic you are and how good you are at uh, lying your way into situations um, and charming your way past security and that kind of thing. Uh, Subtle is how good you are at sneaking and doing the sneaky spy stuff. Smart is uh, fairly self-explanatory and is generally used for like planning, uh, hacking, putting mysteries together, that kind of thing. And then blunt is... uh, whether you're like that kind of James Bond type of spy who is a blunt instrument who shoots, punches, and explodes their way through situations. <laughs> so we have a two, a one, a zero, and a minus one to distribute. Uh, and the way we do this on melee role players is everybody else around the table picks your stats. <laughs> what does everyone reckon for Helen? Can I see your town called Amnesty Stats? Of course, yeah. Mm. So um, for that, we had Wild, Stoic, Sly, and Just. Mm. And I had one for Wild, two for Stoic, zero for Sly, and minus one for Just. So I think you got some progression within yeah. that. Yeah. And I, so I think I started with zero for Sly, and I picked up a Sly at some mm. point. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I was just intrigued. Obviously... Strat is the one who knows you best and will probably be able to kind of best pick those. I don't know, I just, given that you had two and stoic, I was thinking subtle. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the least subtle people. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel you being subtle and planning, but I will concede. I think of stoic as being like more a combination of smart and blunt, just like sticking really firm to your beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I immediately think blunt should be a two. I don't. <laughs> I, I think the others could be uh, like uh, could be all over the place. But Helen has a very direct way about going things. And if she was a spy, she would definitely be the just going to punch you in the face until you tell me something, <laughs> rather than the try and charm or seduce information out of you. I, there would be no messing. Plus, uh, the way that she plays video games is very much run in and press the attack button as many times within a, any period until everything is dead. So, <laughs> a woman after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would say blunt two. And then the other one, so it's a, it's a it's a two, a one, a zero, and a minus one, right? That's correct. So I'm looking at mine, mm-hmm. and I must have leveled up some stuff as well. So I was trying to work it out. But I say blunt two. I'd say smart. If it was me, smart one, suave zero, subtle minus one. But feel free to debate that. I don't want to just say I'm <laughs> married to her, know her, therefore I get to choose that. Doesn't am, seem like necessary. I'm happy to concede to your <laughs> superior knowledge. Feels better than instant judgment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that everyone's like, yeah, 
too too blunt that works great and that because that i think feel like that makes sense um yeah so as usual helen if you don't uh feel like that distribution reflects you uh, or you don't feel like you would have fun playing with that distribution you can swap two over um i'm gonna go with um one on suave and zero on smart mm-hmm. um and that puts subtle at minus one yeah. cool. um also as uh codename banks you get some sort of special move and also a, a situation in which you're in your element and get a plus one when you're in that situation so bearing in mind what we know about your stats and uh, the little that we know about that this version of you in this spy story uh, what do you think those might be and they can be sort of skills that you would have or they can be kind of um, in previous seasons we've had sort of the the more narrative powers like being able to turn up in the nick of time at a situation as well so I suppose uh, maybe something with showing up at um, I don't, showing up at the last minute, just running late, <laughs> as a, being in my element if I'm late to the party. Um, that, That's that, quite a funny one. I quite mm. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like um, I should also have something to do with fighting because um, mm. I just I don't know. I'm mean, I'm vicious. <laughs> I think like in that one, I remember if was it. Vicky had like a situation where she got plus one if she was hand to hand combat, yeah, no think, weapon. So that yeah, was one. I think that hers was hand to hand. You could also have, if you want to be more of a brawler, you could have like uh, you're in your element when fighting off multiple people at once. Uh, or like that. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think brawler's a good name for that. <laughs> and the special moves they're coming in. In the nick of time. Yeah, so it could just be the Poppins protocol. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, thematic, like from, the, yeah. uh, from the story, that. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of. Well, that was more of a plan. To make that work, you would sort of need to not be in the scene. Or, yeah. hmm. or I guess it could be more of a. Uh, we could work it more like a, 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 an escape plan kind of thing. That, like, you've always got a, a way to extract yourself. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, go ra- rather than having to engineer circumstances where you're not there so <laughs> yeah. that you can rescue them. <laughs> yeah, we could cool. just have, like, you always have an extraction planned yeah. and you can always just roll to see whether your extraction plan happens. Mm. I think that was one of the special moves that somebody's had it. had, I Yeah, think? somebody's had it in some season or other, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Strategy. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that was what it was called, called, yeah. Exit strategy. I think that was Chris. Is that okay if I yeah. duplicate that? Absolutely, yeah. I love the idea of, at some point, Chris and I being in the same thing and both having it. And just being like, let's go! <laughs> go my way! Go my way! <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you have any ideas about, like, so Strat left us on a cliffhanger with this version of you, where I think the last thing that he had you say in that season was the sinister code phrase that all of the bad guys had been using to, like, activate their sleeper agents. Uh, so there was definitely a hint that you were kind of mixed up in that plot. Um, what do you want your like spy person to be like? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it seems like I'm just the the type that goes in, guns blazing, makes a big mess, gets out mm-hmm. really quickly. 
Which doesn't sound very useful as a spy. <laughs> <laughs> you're the, you're the, you're the, the, this version of the service's bond, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could you, could um, you be a double agent and you're playing both sides to your own advantage? Yeah. Um, Maybe. What I was trying to do is suggest that you may have been mind-controlled. Right. Because that was a thing that people who had been mind-controlled, oh, yeah. were, that was a thing that they were saying that they could remember. So that was the, the, the kind of thing okay. I was trying to do with that. But you don't have to do And that. we don't have to decide this now. You can decide, you can work it out in play if it comes up. Um, uh, but if you have an idea, then... Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's it's a tricky situation. It's probably not a good idea that you're being mind controlled <laughs> by some baddies. So maybe that's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that like could that. be an interesting thing to overcome. <laughs> <laughs> could I just um, have been winding you up? <laughs> yeah, that sounds very <laughs> true to character. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly the right thing. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie had been in touch with me the whole time, and you didn't know it. And she was like, "Tell him this." <laughs> <laughs> this character is becoming more and more like you. The more we create it. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, you're ready and set up with that character uh, yeah. or with that sheet. In the, the season that you did play, yeah. uh, let's just take a look back at that as well. So we've got a, a reminiscence about your time on the show so far. Um, are there moments from A Town Called Amnesty that still stick with you particularly? So the two things that stand out for me are Ellie dragging that person behind a horse <laughs> and um, and Strat caving that person's head in. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. I've got so much mileage out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the things where I'm just like, how did we end up? But particularly with the Strat caving that person's head in, it just felt like that was the moment where... Like maybe we were on a roller coaster and we were just going up and up quite slowly <laughs> before that point, and then suddenly we dropped, and it. That's when we started really spinning all over the place. It was a flash point, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think everyone just went, "Oh, we're being, we're doing violence now." <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the the um, kind of the climax of that season. You were you, Helen, were quite focal in the like the final takedown. That it sort of ended up being the other three became like your support as you sort of stoically strode ahead on a horse, aiming your rifle, taking aim at this sniper on the mine. Yeah, which felt like a very a very like especially as it's down the main street of the town, mm-hmm. felt like a very western uh, image. Yeah, me. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I did. In, yeah, I enjoyed that. And I think what you said, Strat, about us going, we're doing violence now. In a way, that helped me just warm up and have a direction and an aim with what we were doing. Because that was an interesting series where we did almost get stuck and we yes. had the discussion. So, yeah, so that moment where we were just like, oh, God, <laughs> what have you done? Um, yeah, that was the big moment for me. This might be a bit more difficult because you've only actually played one of these characters, but which one do you feel like is closest to the real you and which is the furthest away? I think um, the Amnesty person is is more me. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm... If I, if I'm truly this much of a blunt instrument <laughs> um, with, um, with banks. Yeah, but, in video games, but maybe not in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, that'll give you a uh, a plus one for Amnesty. Yeah. Uh, and a minus one for Codename Mosaic. Sure. 
And then final question. We've done nine seasons. You've done one and cameoed in another. Are there any of those other seasons that you wish you could have played in? And are there any other genres uh, that we haven't done that you would like to get involved in at some point? Um, So I really enjoyed Parallax. Mm -hmm. I wasn't initially interested in being involved, but then as it came out I sort of I could I just thought it was really amazing and it I think I liked the like sort of the emotional questions that people got asked um yeah so I think that um I think I probably would have enjoyed that if I had done it it's a good system for that shout out to Adrian Thune who designed that system yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. other genre wise it would be yeah it would be like a noir type spy situation rather than this Bond-esque spy situation that happened but um okay so more like a le carré or a kind of graham green kind of spy thing rather yeah than, yeah yeah rather than the fleming yeah i think um yeah i think i would like that just because i could really play on the idea of knowing everybody's secrets yeah. and it being like complicated in that way so yeah cool those were my thoughts well perhaps we'll do that at some point uh, maybe in this session maybe in another <laughs> one <laughs> uh, in the meantime Helen I think you're ready to play yeah thank you you've been listening to Merely Role Players. In this season, you'll hear Ellie Pitkin, Alex Pankhurst, Josh Yard and Dave, Chris Starkey, Chris Buxy and Chris, Helen Stratton, Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and Strat, all playing various versions of themselves, along with special guest appearances by Ellie Pitkin as Nia and the Space Jam Continuum podcast's Chris McLennan as Candice. I'm Matt, and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Role Players, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers, and at merelyroleplayers.com. Merely Role Players is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode.